0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. Our mission here at Plum Creek is to help you experience intimacy with God, intentionality with family, and influence with others. Our hope is that what you hear today will impact and challenge you to love God and the people around you in a whole new way. We'd encourage you to check us out online at PlumCreekOnline.com to see how Plum Creek is impacting our community and what opportunities we might have for you or for your family to get connected. If you'd like to support the ministry we're doing here in Castle Rock, the two easiest ways are through our website, plumcreekonlinecom slash give, or via text, just text any dollar amount to 720-606-5563. Thanks again for joining us today.
1: When Jenny and I were dating and starting to talk about marriage and life together, we always thought we would uh, have our babies biologically, and then uh, and then pursue adoption.
2: So we started trying to have kids once we decided we were ready and it just wasn't happening. So after two years of trying and doing medical intervention, we decided we were done with that and that God had adoption on our plates a little sooner than we had expected. So we had to grieve that we would not be able to conceive naturally. We needed to be fully in for adoption and not be constantly looking back and saying this was like a replacement for these kids that we didn't have. Um, so we prayed for God to just take that out of our hearts and He did. And Uh, We just had complete peace that our family would be built by adoption, and there was no question about it.
1: The church is called to care for orphans and widows, and that doesn't mean that everybody needs to go and adopt, um, but the church does have a responsibility, and for us, we (laughs) felt God calling us to adopt an orphan, and so that was uh, just just a loud message from him.
2: his timing was perfect and we got a referral of Bailey when she was uh, a little over two weeks old and from there we were told it'd be about a nine month process and it turned into about a
1: year. As we waited um, I think we both had a lot of nervous energy and just a lot of energy and love that we we needed to process and to give and uh, so we kind of channeled that through just sharing our story with whoever wanted to hear it, you know, through our blog and through social media. And we started just bringing a waiting for you sign everywhere we went.
2: Knowing that we were going to build our family through adoption, about six months after Bailey came home, we started looking into adopting again. And uh, the day we were going to sign with another agency, the Congo shut down basically. So we started exploring other options. Uh, we thought we'd do international again, so looking at other countries and just didn't feel drawn. And we just kept praying about where was our next child. Like, show us, God, where, where in the world are they? And so we uh, did the home study process all over again, and the fingerprinting and the background checks and signed with a domestic agency. Uh, We were matched with a birth mom in November and she was due in January with a little boy. Found out in uh, December on my birthday through some Facebook investigating that uh, she had given birth and decided to parent but just didn't tell anyone. So then we went back into the waiting pool in January, got matched again in February uh, with a birth mom due with a little girl in Texas. Drove through a blizzard to, to be there for the birth. She was born, she was beautiful had her in our arms for 30 hours, and then the birth mom changed her mind.
1: Somebody leaves that hospital heartbroken, no matter what. Adoption is hard and it hurts and it's messy. And this time we were the ones that that experienced the heartbreak. Uh, but it helped us to to understand and, and I think love the, our birth mom even more uh, because of the sacrifice she's making, because of the decision she's making.
2: So we were matched again in July. Uh, birth mom gave birth in August. We flew down to Louisiana, but the time we landed, we had messages on our phone that the birth mom had changed her mind. So we didn't even get out of the airport. We just grabbed our bags and flew directly home. I think it's in Isaiah that it said that God will not cause pain without bringing something new out of it. And so we kind of just clung to this hope that our baby was out there.
1: After the third failed match, we knew of another situation that we had uh, originally said we wanted our profile book to be shown for two days later. Uh, I woke up that morning just with a, a a burden to just fast, and I don't fast, I like my food, I, I don't do well when I'm hangry. Um, but I couldn't shake it and so I just, I told Jenny, I said, you know, I just feel God telling me to just fast and pray on, on this situation. Really just praying for the birth mom and, you know, if it was God's will that, that she choose us and not more than 30 minutes later, we got a phone call from the agency saying, hey, she chose you. You were the first book that she looked at and, uh, and it just, I mean, I just started weeping, you know, and just in a moment where we were so discouraged, he just said, trust me, trust me, I got this. September 1st, uh, got the call that the birth mom was headed to, the, headed to the hospital, and Jenny jumped on a plane. I jumped on a plane shortly after, uh, and we're just thankful that Jenny was able to be there for uh, Journey's birth, and I got there shortly after, um, and, She's home. She's home.
2: (laughs) God has shown us that He provides our kids for us um, and that we are to be open to what He has in store for us so we expected all of our kids to be beautiful brown babies and we love that Um, and then we got some News a couple months ago that we were pregnant. Miraculously. Yes. Oh, yeah.
3: That's
0: awesome. Good job.
1: Wait, wait, what? What? What are you talking about?
0: What are you. Wait. Wait what? How, what? What? Are you serious? How? What? How? What do you mean, how? How? How?
1: What? Are you seriously? What? Oh my
0: gosh! When did you
3: find out?
1: Today. <laughs>
2: we uh, have been told that that would never be possible. And so here we are, we have a 10 week old and we'll have a new baby girl in April.
1: He had two babies for us and and so that's what happened. And, and now something that we released to him and said, God, it's our family is yours. In uh, his goodness he, and, his, and his sense of humor. Uh, He's blessed us with this, you know, and we we never thought it was going to happen and this is all for His glory. It's not, it's not us, it's not, we're not doing anything great. We're following His call and it's so that He is glorified and Lord willing that more will come to know Him as a result of of our journey and our story.
2: And this is His story. Like He's used two babies now uh, and then the third is just like cherry on top like see how good I am like here's one more like why not
3: good morning I'm Rachel Shelton I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Plum Creek how amazing is that video Oh my goodness. And I was thinking as I was watching that, that not only is that just an incredible story of adoption, but it's also an absolutely incredible story of faith in the midst of really difficult circumstances right? And of God's grace and of how we can trust him even when things don't make any sense and they're so hard. So if you have any interest in adoption or in our adoption fund or you want to connect with other people who also have a heart for that, please stop by that table in the atrium on your way out. We would absolutely love to one day see lots and lots and lots of adopted kids running around Plum Creek, and we want to be a part of seeing those stories unfold. So we're just going to take a minute this morning, and we're going to pray. I know that um, many of you have already heard that one of our state troopers, Cody Donahue, passed away just a few days ago. He was killed on I-25 just south of here. And we just want to take a minute right now and lift up his family and his friends. So please pray with me. Father God, we just come to you with broken hearts. We don't understand these things, God. And we know that right now Cody's family is grieving and they are in pain and they are confused and they are lost. But we know that you are bigger than all of that, Lord. God, we just pray that in the midst of their grief, in the midst of this tragedy, Lord, that you would surround his family and his friends with your peace, that peace that passes all understanding, God. We just pray, Lord, that as they walk these next days ahead of them, that you would be so incredibly present with them, Lord, that they would have an undeniable sense of you And your goodness, even in the midst of this, give them all that they need as they move forward, Lord. And we give them to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining me in that. So this morning, I just want to share with you a few fun thoughts and interesting thoughts and important thoughts on Thanksgiving in light of the holiday. So first I just want to ask, how many of you, by raising your hand, have traditions during Thanksgiving? You do specific things with your family, yep, every year, every year, us too. Okay, how many of you is one of those traditions shopping on Black Friday? Wow, not as many as I would have thought. Either that or you're not admitting it. One of the two. Well, I applaud you in that. I cannot get myself out of bed that early the day after Thanksgiving, but I always look at the sales and wish I had. I wanted to share with you um, a story of a tradition from my childhood. So I grew up in a family of four. It was my mom and my dad and my older brother and me. And every birthday, my dad would have us go around the birthday table. You know, we would have gone to a restaurant or chosen a meal we loved or whatever. And we would go around and every member of the family would share three things three. I don't know why three, but three was the magic number. Three things that we were thankful for about the birthday person. And this went on all the years of my growing up. Now, just to add a little bit of information, my dad was a pastor and a professional counselor. So as you can imagine, we had lots of activities in our family around our feelings and words of affirmation and these sorts of things. But this was actually a really cool tradition. And as I got older, I started to realize that this tradition that we had planted a seed in me that grew through my childhood and my adolescence and all the way into my adulthood. And that seed helped grow in me a heart of ongoing thankfulness. And now, as a grown-up, and I look back, I realize what my dad was trying to do. He was trying to plant that seed. He was trying to encourage in us, as we were developing and forming our hearts and our minds, that we would have that ongoing thankfulness. And he did that well, but then... Now, as I look back, I realize that not only was that a really cool dynamic of our family, but that it's also a dynamic of our relationship with God. And I don't know if he did that on purpose, but I know that God did. So if you have your Bibles or your Bible app, feel free to turn with me to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Paul, who was one of the first great church planters and followers of Jesus, he wrote a letter to the church at Thessalonica, and this is a part of that letter. He said, always be joyful, never stop praying, and be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus." Now pause right there for just a second, because I want to point out that he said, be thankful in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. And I think that that's a really important thing to note, especially for some of you that right now your circumstances aren't feeling all that good. So as we continue on and we talk about this idea of a thankful, an ongoing thankful heart, remember, it's in all of our circumstances. Now, I don't believe that Paul would have used those words, be thankful in all of your circumstances, unless he knew that we actually could and that we should, that there was incredible value in that. He didn't say, try to be. He didn't say, in the summer of your lives, when things are going really well, make sure that you're thankful, he didn't. He said, be thankful in all of your circumstances. And my main thought for this weekend that I hope you take away from here is to choose a heart of thankfulness. It's actually our choice, no matter what our circumstances are. And that concept of a heart of thankfulness is about so much more than sitting around the birthday table, sharing words of affirmation and words of thankfulness, or maybe around your Thanksgiving Day table. Although, like I said, that can be a really cool tradition in your family. But it's about so much more than that. It's about cultivating a heart that is thankful day in and day out. In the summers of our lives when things are going great and it's easy to find things to be thankful for. And also in the winters of our lives when things are tough. And he says, be thankful anyway. The word cultivating is a verb, an action word. And it means to prepare and use or to develop. So cultivating, preparing and using something in our life is a choice that we have. Cultivating takes intentionality. It takes action on our parts. So how do we cultivate thankful hearts day in and day out? You may actually... Have some good ideas of your own, but I want to share with you three action steps that we can take that seem pretty simple, but can have a huge impact on cultivating that thankful heart in ourselves. The first one is meditate on thankfulness. This literally means in prayer, sit in the quiet with God and think on your thankfulness. Ask him to show you how to be thankful when you're having a tough time at it. Ask him to bring to mind things that maybe you wouldn't readily think of that you're like, oh my gosh, I am thankful for that in my life. Spend that time in the quiet doing that with him. The second one is list the things you're thankful for. Literally, write them down. Keep a journal of thankfulness, something that you can look back on on those days that um, you need a little reminder of that. This can be a really great activity that you do in the morning. It sets the tone for your day. You list those things that you're thankful for, and then you walk into that day with that kind of heart. You can also do it at the end of your day as a point of reflection. As you look back over your day and you reflect on everything that happened, stop and think and write down those things that you were thankful for. And then the third one is speak thankfulness to those around you. Those words of thankfulness and affirmation not only cultivate in us— more thankfulness, but they also bless that other person. And it may cultivate thankfulness in their heart. The heart that develops from doing these kinds of actions in our lives reaps a harvest of good things in our life, in our relationship with God, and even in the world around us, in our world. It opens the door to a vital part of our personal relationship with God. A part where not only is he working in us by cultivating and developing that heart, but he's also working through us, which is one of the main things he wants to do in our faith. He wants us to impact the world. So thankfulness that can motivate you to do things for the world. It can look like looking at your pantry and your refrigerator and being thankful that it is full of food and that your kids aren't hungry. And that can motivate you to reach out and help somebody who's in need, to give to the task force here locally who provides food for families that are hungry. Maybe it's thankfulness for your child or for your children that can motivate in you the desire to support or pray for people like the Kramers on the video we saw, people who are struggling with having kids or waiting in the uh, the process of adoption, or maybe people whose kids are sick, that you can come alongside them and support them. A cool example that I have from our personal life is my 11-year-old daughter. So she watched a video recently that um, talked about an organization that brings clean water to villages all over the world that have none. And it's affecting their villages and their individual lives in catastrophic ways. Illness, education, jobs. I mean, it's just, it, it goes on and on and on. And she watched this video, and it absolutely... Uh, cultivated in her a thankfulness for that thing we have, that clean water. So much so that she came down the stairs one day and she said, mom, do you know that the water in our toilet is cleaner than the water that those people have to drink? I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good observation. And that incredible thankfulness that that welled up in her, that she not only can drink clean water, but bathe in clean water, and that we even can flush clean water, is motivating her to want to raise money this Christmas season to help this organization to bring water to people who don't have that. That is a, just an incredibly beautiful cycle, isn't it? It's this amazing cycle that happens in our lives when we choose to cultivate a thankful heart, and then we're motivated out of that thankful heart to help other people, and then that can ignite in them thankfulness, and it just goes around and around and around. It's an amazing example of changed lives changing lives, which is something that we are all about here at Plum Creek. So the challenge that I'm walking away with this weekend, and that I hope that you are too, is choose a heart of thankfulness. Choose it. Take the action steps to grow and cultivate that in yourself.
0: If you made a decision to follow Jesus for the first time today, congratulations. We are so excited for you, and we'd love to equip you with some resources, some next steps, and a complimentary gift. Just text the word FAITH to 40650. And if today you just need to talk to someone or would like to have someone pray with you, you can call our church office at 303-663-1714, and one of our pastors would be happy to spend some time with you. From everyone here at Plum Creek, have a great day.